That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? Episode... I think we're on 56. This 56. will be 56 when it posts. Okay. It's going to actually be a couple months from... Well, yeah. It's going to be a while from when we're recording it right now. Because we had to kind of <clears throat> stack a couple of sessions so that we could... Because we're both traveling a lot. So we're doing something, that's for sure. <laughs> but this is like uh, the second half of the 10 things that require zero talent. It's really... Um, a coaching session for me to learn how to to build the right team for my organization. <laughs> and it's free. No, and I actually for, pay for this. Actually, too. for it. And for, yeah, anybody out there who's building a team, we were talking about the 10 things, uh, you know, a, a friend and listener of Morgan's sent these in, 10 things that require zero talent. So in the last episode, we talk about being on time, work ethic, effort, and body language, um, and, and energy. energy. Yep. And then the others that we're going to talk about now are attitude, passion, be coachable, do extra, and be prepared. But the kind of the carryover or the quick review from from last episode was these are the foundation that that this person who sent you these things feels are they require zero talent, but they're the foundation for somebody to be on the team. But as we've explored this even more. This, this goes into core values, this goes into culture, this goes into all the things, but are the foundation of the baseline for the person you want to bring in, and then you can coach them or teach them on top to do the things that you need them to do. This is, I'm, I'm just listening, bro. I don't even want to talk. Like, I just want to hear you talk about it. Because, like, like it, as I, you know, hired my first employee, and then what I've learned that he, 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 he has all these ten things. Like without, and this, it, it, it's my luck that it actually happened because I got it after I got this list after I hired him. But I, it like, it felt good in the gut, right? It felt good. It was a, it was a positive experience. I'm like, man, I like this dude. So here's the energy piece going back, you know, tying into the last uh, episode is that's to me that's energy. You know, when you meet somebody, <clears throat> it it happens for me. I meet somebody and I'm like, yeah, I like this person. Or I meet them and I'm like, eh, we'll see what's up. I think that's a part of the energy. So when you're bringing somebody into a team, you have to respect your gut and the energy that A, they're putting off and the energy that you're feeling. Right. Are they frenetic? Are they all over the place? Are they talking really fast? And maybe in a sales environment, that would be great. I mean, I don't know, but... That kind nah. of stuff. <laughs> I don't think so. But, you know, like, yeah. people like that are, like, super skittish. Yeah. Not that I don't like them. It's just that energy, it takes me a minute. And I got to, I would be hesitant. Because it your energy. Exactly. And I would yeah. be hesitant because if you drop somebody in a team that's like that, it might disrupt everything. Because you're not always able to be, like, that's, that's and that's a good point, right? With his energy, as um, I'm, he'll be with me the first, you know, the first few months or you know could be a whole this whole season but at some point i got to drop somebody in there with him and i want him to be able to um connect with them i want him to be able to train other people where i don't have to train them like that the key is about building a team is like 
I don't take on all the responsibilities that we, you know, we spread load it or we we delegate to those that are really good at it or that can be better at it that we want to give the chance to grow and and be, and and get something out of it. I think that's the key, right? I, and with his, I'll say that before we go to number six, but in his energy is like, I want more, I want to do more, and I know I have to earn it. And I think, <clears> yeah, that, and that goes back to asking them to tell you a story. I think with the majority of these, you can ask them to tell you a story in the past when, you know, energy to me is maybe not as much of a story because that's more about like what you, what what you feel feeling. from them. Right. Correct. And again, it requires zero talent from them. The energy you put off. But how they tell the story, though. For sure. How they tell it. Like, because, you know, how we tell story as we I, I speak and you speak, like yeah. how you tell a story and how you, the inflections and things like the, yeah. the, the the emotion behind it will dictate like how they felt about that. When somebody's telling you something, they go, and they start talking really low, and you can tell there's a point yeah. of you know, it, and friction. And if you tell them or ask them, hey, tell me a, a a story about when you had to use an extraordinary amount of effort to complete a task, and they're telling you in like this super energetic way where they're proud of what they did, right? Or are they telling you that in this way that it's like, oh my god, you're never going to believe this, and then I had to do this, and then I had to do that, and you know. That's going to tell you a lot about number six, which is the attitude of the person. He and he he did that too. Because I asked him something. I said, "What is? Because landscaping and lawn is hard. And here and and when we hit July, Camp, Camp Swamp, all, yeah, yeah, we, we hit, it's like it will break you. Like my friend has had people walk off, right? Literally, first day on the job is like, yeah, I can't do this, right? And he was like, yeah, things are hard, but like it don't last forever. Like we get it done, and we we and you know." Things are going to be hard. And he said it just like that. I was like, yeah, let's let's get it. How are you going to support your team when things get hard? How am I? Be there right beside them. Okay. You're to a point, but you said your goal is to. Yeah, but I mean, that I think that is how what beside is, 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 the, is the defined by sure. the situation. But there's, I guess my point too, is there's <clears> little <throat> things that you can do to show them you care. Like, like on my job description, like what I want to do in my company or what, there's two things I want to do, right? Like I want to have like two phone interviews first, right? If you make it past that first one is just like me listening to you, right? And then the second one is probably me talking a little bit more. And then during that, I'm going to ask more questions. But I really want the first one is just like, no different than I do coaching. I don't care about why we're here. I care about who you are. That's first, because mm -hmm. I need to make sure, like you said, we that energy is, is different. Like you 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 gonna you talk about me 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 me. There's no reason for us to talk a second time, right? <laughs> There's no reason to talk a second time for me to even waste my energy telling you, okay, this is about the organization. Boom 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 boom. How can you help us, right? The third time, I want to go. I want to go because I want a small team. I don't I don't plan on being this giant company with 30, 40 people. Like I, I, can it, is it possible? Yes. I just don't want that much responsibility. So on you've me. already determined the size <clears throat> of your team that you yes. want. Well, again, that goes back into what I was talking about, where determining what you're looking for. Yeah. So now you can be even more selective. I'm very selective. Even when with coaching. Like, that's I right. I don't, I don't when take you're everybody. People. Yeah, I don't take everybody. When you're bringing people into that team, you can be more selective, which <clears> puts <throat> you in a better position. And then building that core group that says, hey, we're not going to grow this thing. This is kind of what we're looking at. But there's still ways that if you know stuff is hard, how you care for people, how you show people you care is what's going to keep them through, potentially through those. So, the, so, so the, 
the one that thing, that third thing is like I want to I want to sit down and eat with them, but like I think breaking bread with somebody is very um not on very telling, mm-hmm. right? And it's a, it's a, it's a natural thing, and we have more natural conversations over food, right? And it's just a cultural thing, and in the human culture, like. But uh, I one thing I want to show way I want to show, and this is just like the way I learn or the way I feel, uh, and even on my teams, like I want to take care of lunch every day for my employees. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. So when you were talking about people walk right off the job, you know. It's as you're building this, it's one of those things you recognize. I recognize that cutting grass in North Carolina in July is miserable. It's gonna be a a thing. Right. So get sexy and slim. That's right. So we're we're (laughs) providing, I'm gonna provide you all lunch. I'm gonna provide you, you know, there's always gonna be an ice chest full of Gatorade or whatever it is. Maybe your uniforms come with the big floppy hat or you know, like you're doing your best. Because when you bring those people in, they want to know that you care about them just as much as you know. You want to know that they care about your organization or your team as well. You need people that are bought in. You want people that are bought in. But that also comes from you showing them that you care. And how you do that is going to affect their attitude. Why are you staring at me? Because it's just good, man. I don't, I don't, I'm just listening. I'm really listening. (laughs) Like, I'm really listening, bro. Like, I don't get like this. I, I, I'm really passionate about this, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, I haven't felt this way about something in a long time. And but like um, you said something earlier, it's like it's not. Uh, I think not earlier, but earlier for us. But uh, the last episode, and it, it talks about how can you know how can you bring them value, right? Like what can like how you, what can you do for like what how can you help them grow? Like and I think that's the biggest thing, and probably why he wants to do it so bad because like. I, I told him I laid it out, right? And um, I guess you, we let's go to this number. Let's go to number six, right? And number six, and number seven are almost can go with their emotions, right? And <clears throat> so the but but my attitude towards him was like, you can be more with us. You we can do more together. We can we can build this. Like I can't build. Nothing great was ever accomplished alone. I need you. I need you. And it's not like I just need to hire you. I need you. I need you to to want to, I want, and I say it, but I understand what I'm saying. I want you to want it just as bad as I want it. I want you to want to grow this company just as, and I, and I want you to do your part. And I, I kind of laid out, the, the, and an attitude that I had was very positive, very growth mind, growth, growth mindset, and Seeing and he and that's when you see him, he starts smiling. He's like, man, you know, and he gets excited about it because like where he's at, like he's making almost minimum wage. And I'm like, bro, I can, we can, if we do the work, you can make that in a day. Yeah. Right. Just like when I was when I started coaching, like if I remember when nobody could have fathomed me getting paid the money that we get five digits to speak. I couldn't have fathomed that. But people told me it was possible, so that's why I kept going forward. Mm-hmm. And I think with the attitude that you bring to the table is the same attitude that they're going to bring to the table. And I'm telling you, we can be more. Like, you can do this, bro. You And, and, and I just, it's so many pieces, and I, and I get excited when I talk to him about him or regarding the company because, like, I want that team. I want that small. I want that organic feel it's like we take care of each other. Like you, you know, you've been on operating team, right? And and it's not about, 
it's not about can you both all do your jobs. See, everybody can do their job. Like that's the easy part. But like, do you connect with each other? Can you finish my sentences? Do you know what I want? Right? I want to understand you in a way that is very valuable for the relationship that we have. Yeah, and you know, I was just sitting here thinking, like, <clears throat> if you treat people like grass cutters, then they're just gonna cut the grass. Damn. You've been dropping some bombs, bro. And that like, was so simple, but it was like that's this is it's the truth. You treat it's the thing of the military, I, I, and I'm getting so excited. But I'm mean, hold on, let me calm down. Let me calm down. Ah! But this is so good, right? Because when we had our young Marines come in, our young PFCs, they would just say, "Oh, he's just a PFC." Yeah, that's because how you treat them. That's right. When you give nobody responsibility, they're not responsible. But when you give them a sense of ownership, then they own it. Let, come on, come, let's go. <laughs> that's the passion. That's to me. That's the attitude and the passion. And the more you treat people like like humans, yeah, yeah, you're doing a thing. They're doing a thing. It doesn't mm. matter what it is. It could be painting houses. It could be, you know, JC again is a great example. It could be pressure washing, whatever. But when you when you develop that culture of passion, where everybody has a positive attitude about about being in the team more than what they're doing, then they're going to take pride in what they're doing, and that's going to show which is going to generate more work and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it, to me, I don't think, and that's where leadership, I think, ag leadership is agnostic. Good leadership is agnostic to any specific industry <clears throat> because people will say, well, you're a military guy. How could you coach, you know, company X? Well, it doesn't matter. Leadership is leadership. I will talk to that's you about- That's how you lead your household. That's like, right. I will matter. talk to you about leadership. You lead people, not things. <clears throat> the people do the things. And that's what you're leading the people. So in this, the attitude and the passion, it's, and I, I don't know, it would be interesting trying to determine somebody's passion in an interview. Now, once they get going, you can see their passion. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But again, and I would look not so much for their passion for cutting grass. I would look at their passion for their fellow teammates. Life, I, living, that's family. Right. That's right. And that might be a good question then. What are you passionate about? I would probably ask that. This is gonna be like a, I'm, I'm, I, I need. Can we just, matter of fact, can we get them just to, to, to transcribe this so I can just have it? And, my goodness. Because when people tell you what they're passionate about, Morgan, then you know you are getting an insight into them. I'm passionate about fishing. Okay, well that that takes time. I'm passionate about golf. I'm passionate about my family. I'm passionate about video games. I'm passionate about helping people grow. That's it. You are. Yeah. But not everybody coming into your team was necessarily passionate about that. No, they don't need that. that. Yeah, That's they don't right. need that. Yeah, the, mine is very – yeah, I get it. Yeah. It, and But if somebody does tell you, I'm passionate about making a better life for myself, that's something you can work with. He, God, dang. Well, he told me, he said, he said my goal, and I, I would – he said, I want, I want to change my life circumstances by – by any legal means necessary. And he said it like that, right? He said, because mm -hmm. it could be done illegally, but that ain't the way I want to do things. Right. You know what I mean? And he made me feel like I just hit the jackpot with him. Just in the conversation in the truck, it sounds like you have. I don't talk to about many yeah. people the way I talk about it, man. Like, I'm a, I will have him listen to this, and so he hears it. Uh, and all our extra listeners, and you, you'll see them at some point when I start to really push the company. Uh, yeah. Right now, you know, obviously we're building things, and um, but like, I'm gonna need him right? and I need him to, I need to be able to, for me, like we need to bleed together. We need to sweat together. But now we need to cry together. Like if, and, and they were like, oh, this is, 
and some people would disagree, right? That's one of those mm-hmm. things because those are emotions, right? Yep, yep. Um, but like that's what that's what I live by. Like loyalty is important to me. Like I have to be okay with. Like I, I, I like, and I've told this to some others. Like people are just because you do stuff for me doesn't make us close. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I did this and I did. I don't. I can find anybody to do something for me. I'm with you. Or I'm I'm in this relationship not not only you know it, when it comes to my wife or my my brothers or my mom it's like I'm in here because it's I I want what you give me emotionally, right? I want what the passion that you give me. I want the attitude that you give me because you give me like you. I like your positive, right? Thought driven. Other than when we driving, we good, right? <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah, he is getting better, right? But like I need that. <clears throat> I I want that. It's not because oh. Cause like other than that, what like and for me, cause I'm not monetary or, or I'm not about things. Like I don't ask for nothing. I don't need nothing. Like I got my own. Like I need you for a whole nother reason. Like, cause you bring me value internally, right? And I am speaking to you directly right mm-hmm. now, right? And, and and that's the type of people I want in my life. And that's what I want to do for them. Cause everything else is extra. So all you have to do is just change the and they are in your life, but that's the people you want on your team. Right. And and they are in your life, but those are the people you want on your team. Yeah. The people that when you go in, you're happy to see them and they're happy to see you. And you're looking at making JC things better. JC talked about that. Like he liked just to be in there around people. Yes. Yeah. That's what you want to create. Anytime I create a team, that's what I'm looking for. Are people that I'm genuinely happy to see and be around and that we can build or explore or doing whatever it is that we're doing together. And that everybody's having as much fun as we can possibly have doing what we're doing. It's going to suck. I mean, especially cutting grass. Like, that's... that's it's not just, that hard, though. No, but it's not. I mean, especially, like, July, August. Like, that sucks. It's going to be hot. Like yeah. the, the, the hardest thing about... So people know, the hardest thing about cutting grass is, one, if you had terrible equipment, you have terrible technique. Like, that makes it difficult. Uh, but trimming. Well, but then the other sucks. question, though, Morgan, is... <laughs> like, really sucks. But it's a seasonal thing for the most part. So yeah. Then, Six, seven if, months, if yeah. You, well, I'm asking you this question, though. Okay. You're creating this, this team that you want people to be passionate about and, and, and come in and it's easy to say, I'm going to keep you as busy as you want to be during these months. What type of environment are you going to create? How are you going to support them in the three to four months during the off season? Create the same demand, but just with something else. Okay. Yeah. And that, that, that was so, the key. But then to do that, you need the type of people who are passionate with the yeah, right because, attitudes, like, energetic. Because we need to, they have to be that. Like, like to, I need to replicate myself in a sense, like in a sense, like they ain't going to be me, but the passion has to be replicated because when they're on the jobs, their attention to detail, when they, because you will have time where you speak to the customer, like they, they will come yep. outside or something like that. And they need to have the passion. It's like they need to have that passion because they, they got like, oh, this is what we're doing. We're not worried about July. We worry about October. Okay, what can, what are we doing in October? We doing leaves, we doing mulch, we doing you know we, yeah. we doing like softscaping, right? Yep. And you need to be passionate, like, hey, this is what we can do with your yard. Like, this is what it can look like, and you got to be able to say it. But my point in this is, when you're creating a team as the leader, especially, and yours is a great example because there's three quarters of the year that's you know mm-hmm. that's awesome, but then it's how you're supporting Feast them, and how you almost. Care, yeah, how Feast do you, family, how are yeah. you caring for them? How are you treating them in the way that you you want to show the off season. Yeah. during the off season to make sure that they maintain that quality or standard of life? So if you read my my job description, right, it's like um, I would like to like take let's just you, we keep using him as an example. 
Um, it's like, you know, let's send him to school. Let's, 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 let's bring value to him by helping him bring value to himself, right? And those are things that you've got to, like, that's, again, that attitude. Do yeah. they have an attitude of growth? Do they have the energy? He does. That I, I right. think he would do it. I think I totally 100% think he did. And, and it ain't, and like I said, it ain't nothing crazy, but like, if there's a conference, I'll say, hey, you want to go? Like, or yeah. uh, there's, you know, like for, there's a, a two-day pesticide school, like, hey, I'll send you to that and get, right. the, you know, you get the board certification from the state and, and like, just help bring value to them and, and engage them and, um, the type of the, where you see teams and stuff like that, or people that watch military movies, right? Where you see the teams like doing things together, they barbecuing with the whole, like, I want them to come over to the, he, he should be a part of the family, right? And like, I want to have that environment, but them understand that we're, we have a mission together, but that doesn't mean that we can't, that our lives can't be intertwined. And that goes back to the whole, you know, if you treat them like grass cutters, that's all they're going to do. That's all they're going to And be. when there's no more grass for the season, they're going to be gone. You're trying to build the environment where there's 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 something there all the time. That I ain't the only one building it. Right. Well, and that kind of leads into, <laughs> and I'm going to skip one uh, and jump down to do extra. Okay. And I think this. We go, this you want to end with eight? No, 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 no. I'm just saying because coachable, being coachable, I think doing extra fits into what we're talking about right now. Don't skip. I'm not skipping it. I'm saying we'll come back to it. Oh, okay. Doing extra. Fits more into like the passion. Yes. How would you ask somebody a question where they're gonna like be able to explain to you that they will go the extra mile? Or what does that even mean? I don't know. For me, like when I was cutting grass for my friend, right? And you know, um what I like how I go the extra mile, I remember a lady came out and said, I just need this this thing cut and so I was I had the time because I was on a clock obviously I'm always on a clock and and for me I was like all right I text the office and say hey can I do this uh they said yeah if you want to it's just up to you and he said if you want to keep the money you can I said I don't need to keep the money I just wanted the permission to do it but I wanted to help the lady out and I didn't even want money I told her don't even worry about it I had the time she just needed me to, to edge something which took me like maybe five minutes, mm -hmm. right? And I had a lot, probably like 15, 20 minutes ahead of time, and I knocked it out, right? Because, like, I think that the neighbors are just as important as the, as the. Um, it's almost like when you look at it, like, evaluation. You might be evaluated by somebody else, but they talk to other people, right? And so that, that relationship that you create with those people around that door, and in sales, they call it the H method, right? You go, you go across the street, you go, you know, three across, and then, you, in the neighbor's next door, right? And you go out there and you want people to, to I want to do more because I want to show them that this is what we're capable of. This is what we can do. And and that we build, we're, 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 we're not just a company, but we're a part of the neighborhood and the community. So, you know, my whole thing about the best compliment you can ever be paid is the one you're not there to hear. Yeah. That might be something that you want to include in yours, but I think anytime you're building a team, and I stole this from a, a church we went to a long time ago. What they what they think you of you? Stole it from they, a church, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the what they think of you, they think of us. And that's something that you know I encourage. That's military all day. Yeah. Well, but I I I've incorporated <clears throat> since I heard that and stole it. Uh, I've incorporated that into every single team. What they think of you, they think of us. You're an ambassador every single day, regardless of the team you're on, right? So I I do a lot of Ocean Fest stuff, like. 
you're everybody on that team. If you're wearing the shirt or wearing a hat or people know you're, they're judging our organization by yeah. how you're acting. You are so, the first face. You're the first face. And so the best compliment you, you're going to receive is, are the ones you're not there to hear. So it's that lady who you did a little extra trimming for talking to her neighbor when you're not there saying, oh, wow, these guys that just came and did this did a phenomenal job. So there's that. How do you, how do you instill that into the culture of the team and all that, yeah. right? And then the other thing I picked up on <coughs> when you were talking is, and something I think you would want to build into your team, and it's interesting, is a, is a bias for action. You didn't have a bias for action. Explain. I don't know what so that means. So it's when you're faced with a challenge or an opportunity to make a decision, you paused, you called back because you didn't want to get in trouble, right? Or make sure you could do Correct. it. I wanted to, yeah, I didn't want to overstep. And I get yeah. it. I mean, it's your friend's business and all that kind of stuff, right? But when I'm building teams, I try to build teams where people have a bias for action, meaning that they're not going to pause. They know, they know kind of what we're after and they're comfortable enough. There's enough psychological safety that they trust their gut to make a decision on their own, knowing that even if it's the wrong decision, we'll yeah, learn okay from it, it. Yeah. and we'll move on. As long as it's not a maliciously made decision. But people rarely fail maliciously. They usually fail with the best intent. You knew you had the time. You knew it would take you five minutes. It wasn't a big deal. The type of, the type of like, this is the do extra piece. The do extra falls yeah, in didn't, line. I didn't know if I could. Like, I didn't, like, I, that was, I think that was one of the first times I had to truck by myself. And I didn't know if I could. Because I wanted. You should have known those things before you ever left. If, if being led appropriately. That's deep, bro. Yeah, I get but it. But that's the kind of team I you want to build. They you want to build the kind of team that is so confident in you as a leader that they're willing to say, yeah, I'll do that. It's not a big deal. And not even think twice about it. Knowing that if later you're like, oh, yeah, well, in the future, don't do that because of X, Y, Z. You're like, oh, okay. No now big deal. Now I know. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. But that bias for action, to me, comes heavily into that do extra. Because... People want to do more usually if they're in a happy team, if they're happy in their team and in a happy team. <clears throat> they want to do more. They want to grow things. They have these ideas. And when they're in an environment where they feel safe to express that stuff, this young guy that we keep talking about, I'm sure he's got a bunch of great ideas. And I'm sure that as he continues to work and and you mentor him and you all build this. He keeps asking, he texts me, he asks me for more and I'd learn. He just wants more. He's going to have ideas because he's going to be the one who's doing it. Leaders have to trust the people in the team that are out there actually on the ground doing the work because they're the ones that know what's up. And a lot of failed teams that I see or work with, there's no trust there. There's no empowerment there. And then because of that, there's no bias for action. So people don't do extra. They freeze. They, you know, all this other stuff. Or they just do exactly what they're told to do and then they leave. Those are your grass. In this scenario we're using with your business, those are just grass <clears> cutters. <throat> right? I mean, look at Subway stuff. They're, they're um, what do they, they call them? Um, sandwich artists or something like mm -hmm. that. Artisans or something like that? Yeah. Some, some, yeah. A sandwich artist, I think, is yeah. what they were going. And I remember this one time, Morgan... I was just being a jerk, but um, <laughs> I was younger. But this this young lady was making a sandwich, and she did not did not care. So she was throwing being, it together. Oh, she was putting old 
shriveled up cheese on there. I had to tell her like three times, like, hey, those cucumbers are like, should not be out. And this was on base too, yeah, right? Yeah. So I mean, and then I'm like, that cheese, there's no way that cheese is still good. It looked like old shrinky dinks from back, <laughs> you know, hardened. back in my childhood, <laughs> right? And it kept going and, go- and she was like, oh. I mean, doing the, the eye roll and all this stuff. And I'm just, I'm like, I don't want to get sick from eating the sandwich you're building. I shouldn't have to tell you, I don't get mad because I don't want to eat something that you But I leaned over to my buddy and I said, she must be the Picasso of sandwich artists. Because that's what it looked like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He's pretty popular for that craziness that he got. But if you think about, you know, what you're trying to create, you're not trying to build a company full of grass cutters. And that's what you have to be able to impart on them is you're a part of this team. And this team, we're going to grow it to this level. And in doing so, we're going to create this amount of work or this type of work. And this will provide these things for us financially, as well as, you know, holistically, right? And I think JC is a, a good example of that is people work really hard. That is hard work they do. But they know their schedule. They know their time. There's a lot of knowns for them so they can then enjoy their time, however it is, whatever it is they're passionate about. Yeah. And they also come together. He's always posting social and stuff about you know, barbecues and all that. So they do that. I do caution people, make sure that everybody on the team doesn't feel obligated to do those things. Forced fun, as we used to call it in the military, right? Just that, hey, we're going to have a barbecue. We'd love to have you and your family over. No pressure. But the the, the litmus test is like, how many show up? That's right. Because if it's tight, they come in. They just, Mm -hmm. they ain't got us to be told to come. They're going to be there because that's where they want to be. They want to be there. Yep. So I think as you're creating that, like and this is for everybody, I don't want everybody <laughs> to think that this is like, you know, all about Morgan's business. We're just using it as an example. As you're building a team, these are the things that you have to understand. How are you showing appreciation to them? How are you empowering them? How are you building an environment in which they feel safe enough to have a bias for action and make those decisions on their own? And that's where it comes down to, like, if, if you're giving them those inf- that information, going back to, to the other one, are they coachable? Right. How would you determine whether or not somebody's coachable? How they take criticism. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can, you know, and you can, if you can share, like, you can do that during the interview easy. Yeah. Right. And just see how they react to it. Um how they respond to it. like you know when you you know when you hit me about the note show notes and you say Morgan you know you're gonna be able to do it I could again like I could re- reply back in a stern way or you know uh, a pessimistic way right uh, but it's like okay, you're right this is what's going on with me I apologize let me fix me yeah right and I've learned that over years right usually I'm like I I'm not I don't feel like I'm being attacked. Right. Right. Because ooh, that, I think that's it right there. Like, don't don't feel like like you got to be defensive because people that 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 that, that over if they're doing it in the interview and they don't know you, it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're going to get comfortable. And then now they're going to question everything. They're going to uh, have an issue with everything. And they're going to think they're being attacked. The victim mindset. Um, like they did this to me, you know, and not for me. Right. Obviously, it's how you deliver it, too. But um, you can. If you deliver it in the correct way, that the corrective criticism in the right way, one is about growth. Like, how can I be better? Like, let me know what's going on. Um, and it was funny. <laughs> uh, it, it, 
again, like talking to him, and it was like, um, yeah, we might have to cut off your beard. That's what I told him. And he was like, yeah, that's a lot. But okay. Yeah. And he just he left it at that. Didn't even ask why. Nope. Because the first thing, I'm like, well, he knew. Why? We had already had the conversation because oh, okay. there was a conversation we talked about before the the, the ethnic, you know, how we how, just oh, making yeah, sure yeah. it's clean and you know just yeah, I yeah. said and I because I I said it to him in a way where I knew where I was coming from. Yeah. I didn't need him to cut it off, but I just say you you need to cut your beard. And automatically, people just think the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just mean clean, clean shave every day, like and not not and groomed, well yeah. groomed, right? And so. He said, oh, he said, and he said about the end of the thing, he said, he said, yeah, it was crazy, but he said, I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was like, that was, a, to me, that was huge. Right. Because one, I know myself enough that I would never ask somebody to do something too extreme. Right. right. Not unless, not unless we were doing something extreme. Right. And so, um, but how he re- replied to that said me, told me a lot about him. Well, and another thing too, if you're asking, <clears throat> you know, questions or if you're building a team, Asking somebody, you know, were you ever coached as a kid? Or before this moment, have you ever been coached by somebody? And if they say yes, most most people have had a coach, yeah, whether in Little League like, or whatever. Then I ask, well, who is your favorite coach? Mm, but then why? And then what characteristics or traits made that person come to mind for you? Because then they're going to start telling you things that you want to hear as a leader. They paid attention. They cared for me. They did this. They did that. Whatever it was they felt was important because in that moment they're being coachable is telling you the traits and characteristics that they're looking for in a leader and whether or not they might be a good fit for that team. Damn. Man, you need to be a coach. (laughs) That was good, man. That was good. No, that's because that's, that's the stuff you want, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's, if if they say oh they did this because like me us being coaches like I know it's type of coaches that I don't agree with right right and then some you know uh, that me that performance you know you're only good as what you've done yeah I don't believe that right? well and people often <laughs> of course will revert to you know usually it's sports coaching or you know whatever some kind of athletic stuff and you'll hear people say yeah you know I had this one coach who was super demanding and always like nothing was ever good enough. And now, you know, like you're starting to build a full picture Mm -hmm. of this person, what they respond to, what they don't respond to. Maybe their expectations is that we always talk about. It's a two way street. Yeah, man. All that. Because being coachable, especially on this list here, because this list is 10 things that require zero talent. So to me, you gotta be talented to do any of these things. Like, but being coachable is not a talent, but it's imperative when you're bringing a team in at base, at a baseline, mm-hmm. because that means that you're able to then teach them. Maybe I know how to drive the big mower, but I don't know how to to do the edging and all that stuff in the right way. Right. You look at my stuff; it looks like you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? In my yard, because I just am out <laughs> Your there. Your yard looks good. Trying to do it as fast as I can, <laughs> but. It's these things, these coachable moments. And this is not just skills that they're able to be coached in. It's how are you coming across to the clients? Mm-hmm. How do you present yourself to the clients? All these other areas are important to the type of culture that you're building in your team. So it's important for you to determine those things before you bring somebody on the team. 
because you might be able to teach somebody skills, but they might not be coachable in the other areas that are important to you as a business owner or a team builder. Safety. That's a big one for oh, us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, and that stuff is pretty like cut and dry. It's standard. Yeah. Well, but I mean, there's like, but how you present yourself to the customer. That's huge, man. Mm -hmm. That is huge, especially in the industry you're talking about, because that's the kind of stuff. It's going to set us people apart. are going to be talking about yeah. afterwards. And that's the kind of stuff that people might be willing to pay a premium for. Because I was talking to you about a, a company that's local to my area mm -hmm. and the thing that, and I don't use them, but my buddy was talking about them and I know they're a little more expensive, but the, but the, the people they hire, my buddy feels like they're worth it because they're listening. They're not just out there whacking bushes and, chopping grass and all that, they're actually listening to what the customer wants and, and providing that service that they're looking for and not trying to just rip through it as fast as they possibly can. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just listening, man. <laughs> I got to get quiet, but like when, I, when, I, when I'm in deep thought and I'm just kind of, because I'm hearing you and I'm thinking through like scenarios and like it, it, it's just, it's exciting. It's always exciting to give back, like to help other people and to to be in a position to do so. Uh, and that's how I feel, right? And I think that is uh, that's always me, anyway. Like I like to do that. I'd rather be I'd rather be trying to help someone and grow and growth and see it and and do it together. And 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 I and I it feels good. Like I like to make that that feeling come all over and over mm -hmm. and over again. Uh, and to to see the value in those little pieces of the things that we overlook when it comes to it, that we wonder why we don't get the right people in our life. And we talking about work and this is like Everything. relationships in one-on-one. Yeah. -on -one. Like if people, like this right here, like we talking about talent and everything, like if people don't possess this, like we can't be friends. Yeah. <laughs> like we just can't, we can't be. Like it just, right. I don't want, like if you're not coachable, that means you're not willing to do the work. And I need somebody willing to do the same work that I'm doing so I can respect you. Well, and coachable to me, just, <clears throat> and you said it earlier, you know, constructive criticism. How do you receive that? And that's, so in this context, we're looking at jobs. But as from a relationship or a personal standpoint, it's, am I able to, to provide you, you know, constructive criticism or say something or even if you've done something that is offensive to me, am I able to tell you that without fear of repercussion yeah. or without fear of you getting <clears throat> mad at me? And if the answer is no, you know, then, then it might not be a, a, a good fit. Correct. All right. We got that last one being prepared. How do, how do you interview for, how do you like pick someone for your team, for your organization, for your project? That you want, like, how do you find out they are they are always prepared? Like, they're first question. Is ask how, them if they were a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout. First, yeah, right? always be prepared. Now, how how prepared were they for the interview? Mm. Mm. So, if you're bringing somebody in for any team, regardless job or you know whatever, how prepared were they for the interview? And if you're putting something out that is calling people in, so in your case, you know, like a, a job offering, or if you're if you're in a big organization and you're building a team to accomplish this program right? Naturally, something's going to go out. Hey, I'm looking for people for this team. So I would encourage people to put in some kind of little task that they need to bring to the interview, you know, to be on the team. 
and see how. That's what I did. I gave him a project. I said, when I see you, this is what I want. He had the folder in his hand. Yeah. He had it all printed out. He told me how he, he made it happen. So you've already determined how well prepared he can be. And all you're doing and is. And he researched me. Well, see, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was funny because I, I, you know, I, I've interviewed doing one like that before. Yeah. And for him to say, yeah, all right, my mom looks you up and all this stuff and stuff. And like, you know, uh, people, you know, were like, this guy looks legit. Da, 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 da. I was like, well, thank you. Uh, it was kind of weird. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I get Googled all the time, but uh, it was weird to see like somebody was, they were, they were vetting me. Like, it was a, and I never, you know, we do it for speaking, they vet us, but like, we usually don't see that or hear about it. Yeah. yeah. But see, that's him being prepared because he's also <laughs> in that process probably looking to see what may or may not be important to you, what you value and don't value so that he knows coming in whether or not he's even a good fit or not. And if he feels like he is, then he can speak to the things that he feels you're probably going to ask him. And I would encourage anybody who's building a team when you're putting the information out to solicit for members to put something in there that is going to help you determine on a silent level how prepared somebody is because if you tell somebody hey you've got to show up with an ipad and a, and a pen and a and a backwards hat that's easy they're good you know i shouldn't say easy but that's that's a no-brainer but if you put something in there that's going to require creativity and thought you're going to see how much effort how much you know time and and all that they put into being prepared prior to getting there and like for me it's like what what charity I would ask, like, like where do, what charity do we support? That's what I would ask. I would ask that at the interview because that would tell me where he, where they found it, how they were paying attention. Because it's only going to be website, job description, right? Or you've talked to somebody, right? And so it, it, those are the avenues. And to remember that one thing, which was some people might not, will tell me how you're paying attention. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of different ways to yeah. do it, but the key is <clears throat> to you know try to determine in a way. And then there's all the other things that are not prescribed. You know, are they are they well-dressed? Are they groomed? I, are they prepared mm -hmm. to present the best version of themselves? Yep. And if not, that's supposedly them probably on their best day. So what are they going to look like Ooh, when they're under stress? That makes so much sense. I think I'm going to I'm gonna have to do a whole lot of interviews. This is going to be well, – hopefully we, I can get the interview process down so much where the, the job description only sends me uh, a select few that or have more potential than not. Yeah, and, <clears throat> I mean, I've never, you know, gone into the world you are where you're, like, looking for people in that sense. Mm -hmm. But, again, the, to me, the key thing, and I'm, you know, thinking about Ocean Fest too, <clears throat> is a lot of the people that have come into the, our team as our organization has grown – have all been brought in by other people. It's Iron Man. And I mean yeah. that's that's really where it is. I think you that's, know their work ethic, you know what they can right. do, you know, you know that they get away along the way with people. You people are like, why did I didn't come back? And then you look at me like, because you like you're not a team player. Like you you're in That's what you're after. So, you're you know after I mean? the people in your team that are willing to like spread their tentacles and grab somebody that they know will be right for the job or right for the team. That's it. That's 10. Thank you. And almost like right on time. It's right on time, man. I think this is really valuable in general. I think this is like relationship advice and it's uh, team building advice. It's, 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 it's picking the, even just the right individual for a project. Like who's going to be in charge of this project and how do you like which what out of these things or out of the things like how what do you value? Because that's what you asked me. Like how would you add like what would you describe? And so 
again, it's coming back to asking yourself these questions and then knowing what you would be looking for for yourself and then how can you articulate that in a way where you can get, you can foster a response um, about that need, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of it's negative or it's positive, you want to get the right response in a sense to where they, they answer the question to give you the valuable information to help you make the decision moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Jody. Thanks for the coach session. Yeah, man. This is good stuff, man. Thank you all for listening. I, we appreciate you. Yeah. Don't forget to leave us some reviews and uh, send in your ideas. This one again came from a, a friend and a listener and it gave us two episodes worth of two. material. Hopefully you all found that valuable. Uh, really. I know we used Morgan's business foray or foray into business as a, as an example, but this is just team building one-on-one really is what we're talking about. And I love the, the 10 things that require zero talent, but again, they're like the foundation for, you know, the members that you want on your team. And then you build from there. Easy so, day. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Thank you. See you later. Bye.